This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. How did Kawhi keep all this quiet and pull off the biggest free agency deal of all time? Will Paul George fit alongside Leonard and Lou Williams? Did the Lakers salvage the situation? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown podcast slash emergency. Kawhi Leonard, I don't know what he did, but he did something serious with Paul George last night in the middle of the night, and I had to uh, track down Jared Weiss, who's walking around Las Vegas right now. Jared, are you there? Here in Vegas, and I apparently missed Paul George running through the casino last night screaming, so I guess I missed that one, but it oh, was wow. amazing just... Being in one of the Vegas restaurants last night, and literally everyone in the restaurant is losing their minds. Yeah. So, okay, so you were having a late dinner is what you're saying. Oh, yes. Very late. <laughs> yeah, because that was I was in bed, and I, you know, I'm now lamenting that it's still taking me a little time to finish my video, but I figured I'd sneak you in here because it is now uh, 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time, and we've had a little bit of time to, to – uh, figure out what's happening here but uh yeah what is your initial reaction did did you think that uh he was going to come to the clippers after all this waiting time yeah i uh, i couldn't believe that it got done like that um just like the the machinations were so remarkable right that's the craziest part of all this right yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, Kawhi would not have gone had they not gotten Paul George. And how they kept all that quiet is unbelievable to me. Um, I suppose it was the threat of Kawhi refusing to go there anyway if it did leak, I suppose. So that's why the Clippers kept it as quiet as they could. But I'm not so sure how that ever – I've never seen this before, right? There's always rumors of this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that this goes to show that it is possible for basketball teams not to leak. <laughs> and Kawhi Leonard wanted to test the system. Um, and, you know, one thing that you got to give Woj credit for is that there are so many people throwing little bones out there the entire time that was that we all knew. And I think I've talked about on the show. It's that even if the source is really good, you just know that when it comes to Kawhi, that it's going to be some sort of reckless speculation to a certain degree. And he stayed really quiet throughout this whole process. And then him and Ramona Shelburne just really kind of came out with everything. So you got to give them credit that maybe the people that it seems we're getting the leaks. I don't think they learned every single thing that happened immediately right afterwards. The fact that they were able to manage it like that, I thought was very impressive. For sure. Well, the, the stakes were that high. So they put this deal together. They get Paul George and I'm in the middle of doing this video. I'm looking at all the footage. And I got to tell you, they now have a team and they've been able to keep most of the, you know, the, the good parts they needed you have a team where you're talking about probably what Landry Shamit should start. You got Patrick Beverly. You got Kawhi and Paul George, and they just got Ivica Zubats to sign him. And then you can you know maintain your bench unit, which destroyed teams last year with with Harrell and Lou Williams coming off the bench. 
So I, from what I've seen right now, Kawhi Leonard is on plenty of pistol action, which is what the Warriors run a lot. I mean, sorry, what the Clippers run a lot of. So he should be a, a kid in the candy store. Uh, Paul George did run it a little bit, and I think it's because Russ was out there enough that they didn't run a lot of pistol, even though they should have. So I, I can't see this offense being anything but spectacular. And the defense. I mean, they, it seems like they're by far the best team in the league. Like, this was a team that it's, it kind of felt like they were overachieving last year. But then when you look back at it in hindsight, it actually doesn't really even, even feel like an overachievement at this point. And for them to replace Gallo, who was very good. I mean, Gallo's been really underrated, mostly just because he's been hurt for so long. But he's a borderline all-star caliber player. Mm-hmm. But PG is just at a different level. And then, you know, putting Kawhi in there is just so spectacular. Oh, I, mean, I know. Because they're, they're both elite, you know, three-point shooters. They both can handle the ball, and they're both elite pick-and-roll players. And then you throw Lou in there. So all of a sudden, it's like, well, we saw the issues with like, the Warriors is when they got when they were they weren't deep enough and they got in some injuries, they really only had Steph to create, and it really became a problem against the good defensive team in the Raptors. Well, I don't know if you're ever going to have that issue with the Clippers if they manage everything right because you, you, they, they all moved out the ball well. They all handled the ball and can dominate the ball if they need to and, and ISO. So it's like how – I guess the biggest question Doc is going to have is, A, who is going to, how, how is he going to balance bringing the ball up because that's going to lead to a lot of drag screens and all that stuff right away? And then who is he going to go to in the clutch, in clunch, crunch time when you got three guys that have proven themselves over their entire careers to be awesome at it? Yeah, I mean, Golden State managed to figure that one out. I guess one thing is with Golden State, Steph and Clay and KD are all such very different scorers from each other mm-hmm. that a lot of the choice probably has to do with matchup in that one, while you know, PG and Kawhi are very similar players. So you know, teams can match up you know, it's the same against them, although I guess the issue is that uh, teams probably only have one defender capable of guarding those guys. So one of those guys is going to have a pretty amazing mismatch most of the time. But... Oh. Yeah, and that's the thing about uh, that they're very, very similar. It's right. When you look at the synergy numbers, they all, in the percentage of time, the frequency of what they use in the different categories, they're both a pick-and-roll ball handler and then transition, then ISO, and then spot up. And it's rare that you're going to find two you know, high-usage uh, players like that on the same team that have that same order. But because it's varied enough and they don't rely so much on the pick-and-roll that it, I think that's what's going to make this thing really work. They can pick and mix and match and plug and play depending on whoever's hot, whoever's moving, or whatever the defense is doing at that time. So I think the guy like Landry Shamit out of all this, and I predict this on Twitter, I think he has the, the, the best chance I've ever seen to be a high-volume 50% three-point shooter, the first we've ever seen. He's like the next Danny Green, although he's probably has the potential to be even better offensively than Danny Green. Uh, oh, I think he's so, better than Danny Green now offensively. Well, yeah. Well, Danny Green is prime, I think. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's probably already better than that. But so <laughs> he, um, I mean, that, that trade for Shamit looks so spectacular now because they use the draft picks to complete this trade for PG and Ka- And it's really a trade for George and Kawhi, which is what makes the historically probably the biggest package ever given up uh, a pretty, pretty easy call, I would say. Um, but they, uh, I mean, Shamit is just such a perfect fit. And think if they had never traded Harris, they would have had to let Harris walk at this point. It's like now they have, not only do they have a better fit for next, you know, putting someone next to Kawhi and uh, PG, but they have them on a rookie-scale deal in the late first round for the next three years. I mean, they're just in such perfect position here. It's Mike Winger and Jerry West and uh, Lee Jenkins has pulled off one of the greatest front office performances in NBA history over the last year. 
I agree. I agree, especially because what you just said in the context of like, you know, not necessarily wanting to pay uh, Tobias Harris and have to deal with all that and then turning that into what they ultimately did uh, is it, it's a perfect team. And they are able to sign um, Patrick Beverly back. So you mentioned the defense. It, it's almost not fair because in theory, they should have a, a top three offense. Easy. OK, in my mind. And now they should have a top three defense because you're talking about adding Patrick Beverly, who's the most uh, tenacious uh, defender at his position. And he, and he totally was dismant not dismantling, but taking the Warriors out of what they wanted to do often. Then you got Kawhi, who was probably the one of the best, if not, you know, of all time on the perimeter. Paul George is up there. Um, now, the only question there is, is, you know, and Shamit, by the way, is good. So the only question now is, is you know, is Zubats going to be able to anchor a defense back there? I kind of think he can make enough plays, and with the guys he has in front of him, I, I think that should work really well for them. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is you wish Trez was a better defender because I feel like physically he's the perfect center for this lineup because they have, they have like, great length and tenacity at all the four other positions. So you would almost want them to be a switching scheme and have him out there. But you know, Zubac, I've always felt, has potential to be a really good drop defender because um, he's got you know great length. He's got he's pretty nimble with his feet. And he's mm -hmm. got it seems like a pretty good sense of spacing. So yeah. maybe they'll go with a more of an ice scheme, especially with I mean with those wings. If they're able to get over the screen consistently in ice, I mean you're you're putting the ball handler in this absurdly you know absurdly long trap that they can't really get out of. So right. I I the I think they can be super versatile on either end. I mean they're they're basically they're like. Not quite that level, but almost as good as the Warriors when they put the, the, this whole team together. For sure. It's truly spectacular. I, th I think the only problem we have with Montrez Harrell is that he's a little bit undersized, and he's not as long as guys even like you know Draymond Green, who, who can make extra plays at being a smaller size. But that dude is as tough as can be. He can hold his position. He can grab rebounds, and he's used to playing as an undersized center. Uh, but all of this is all this footage has gotten me a little bit punch drunk, and I kind of started to realize, you know what? They could actually go with like Paul George at center in little bit in little bursts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I could totally see that happening. I mean, I just I feel like uh, Kawhi or PG can play pretty much any position on the floor. You could even I mean, you can get minutes with those guys at the five just because of their length and athleticism and toughness. Uh, I mean, if you're going up against a team with a real center, that's obviously a little tricky. But, yeah, they can they can get away with doing pretty much whatever they want at this point. Yeah, I'm looking really forward to it. And also because we've seen the, the, the Clippers be, uh, you know, get out of the box a little bit with their lineups and try and mix and match different things. So I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams. I guess the issue here is that Paul George might not be ready to go on day one after his shoulder surgery. But I don't know if that's going to put him back too far, do you? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, it was a double surgery, right? So it's certainly possible. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't think they're really worried about him not being healthy this year. Yeah, and I think that'll be really important for Paul George with that surgery as long as it goes well uh, to clean up all the shoulder injury issues he's had in the past, too. So that'll be good for him. Um, they got to get, you know, another couple of veterans here. Uh, I'm kind of thinking, like, is Iguodala going to get bought out and can they make a move for him? There's been some rumors that he's not going to get bought out, which is pretty disappointing because you would certainly hope for him. But, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty insane if they could make him kind of complete the team there. Right. I mean, that's the kind of guy that would be – I mean, that would make it really unfair. Um, anybody else – I'm trying to think of any other kind of like veteran, you know, a veteran guard and a veteran big they want to sign and who's out there. What do you think? It's not – Oh, Car Carmelo's out there, right? Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it is hard. To, I mean, I'm trying to think. I feel like most of the unrestricted free agents are pretty much gone at this point. It's been mostly restricted free agents that are still lingering. So okay. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it's also the Vegas heat burning down on me right now. So it could just be my brain shutting down. Fair enough. We'll have to keep our eye on that. But I think they're going to have to do something there. I'm on the edges. But again, uh, it's too bad they, they didn't keep Ty Wallace, friend of the breakdown, because I thought he'd fit in really nicely. But they had given him a contract, and I guess the numbers just weren't going to work. Uh, so they, they couldn't keep him on what he was getting paid. But who knows if other things change and they can kind of figure that out too. But that's the kind of guy they need. A guy who's, you know, who can play some defense. He's long. He's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, uh, not easy to find. But other than that, um, any other quick reactions to the other moves that were made? Ron? Yeah, I mean, the Lakers are just trying to set the story of the franchise again for some reason. I guess they're just going to be stuck that way with that ownership and leadership. But that was pretty nonsensical, it seems. I can't even really figure out a reason for why they would use all their cap space on, you know, veterans with no growth potential. It just seems, I mean, at least it's short term, right? But... Yeah, running that team back is painful. You, you, you got to bring. I mean, I mean, you got to have a veteran to play the guard position. So Rondo had been there, and he had been fine, you know. So I, I could kind of see that. Um, Boogie, I feel like the Boogie was just sort of like we got to do something, right? We got to sign somebody. Now I don't know. Do you think that there were issues personality-wise between AD and Boogie when they were in New Orleans? I don't think so. They seem to be getting along well, and I thought they were almost playing well off each other. And AD seemed kind of sad about the situation publicly, at least uh, when Boogie left. So, I I don't think so. Okay, yeah, I mean that's what I I'm mean, thinking too. I I hadn't heard of much of that, and but uh, I just don't think that they can play them together. So that must mean that you know Boogie's going to come off the bench, I guess. Yeah, I mean Boogie is not a starter at this point, so right. that wouldn't be a surprise. Although I guess they're paying him, expecting him to be a starter. It's really hard to tell what the hell they're doing, honestly. Right. I mean, I assume AD is going to be the starting five, right? Because you have Kuzma and LeBron, unless yeah. they think Kuzma's a six-man, which I don't see happening. So, yeah. pretty sure Boogie's the backup five. Yeah. All right, that's what. They, yeah, no, for sure, that's what they're going to have to do. Something like that, uh, unless uh, injuries. So, anyhow, all right. So, overall, uh, probably the the greatest uh, free agency period we've ever had uh, in the NBA. Yeah, which is funny, is 2016 just happened, but this seems like I don't think 2016 even comes close to that. Absolutely. In 2016, for you all, if you didn't remember, if we're not old enough to remember, it was when KD uh, flipped over to uh, to the Warriors. But yes, I think uh, this, the way it was done, the way they kept it quiet, and the way they just dropped in the middle of the night, and the way they were able to get Paul George out of nowhere, uh, even just for even just for the, the what the Clippers did, period, was enough. And we'd already had a, a couple of crazy storylines anyway, so. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. I can't wait to finish this video, and then I'll be joining you in Vegas tomorrow. Oh, we're gonna have lots of fun. Well, I, I, I might because actually you're gonna be gone on Monday, aren't you? Yeah. Well, can't let the world know my travel plans. It could be a little dangerous, but <laughs> I might enough. be gone. All right. Well, either way, we'll. I'll try and catch up with you at some point uh, tomorrow, and uh, save some fun for me. And uh, again, thanks for uh, for walking around with us in the heat. Hey, thanks for having me. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, not a channel, we're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Jared? I'm in Vegas. Of course.